Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is Tuesday, April 11th of 2023, and we're celebrating Tuesday in the octave of Easter. Today's gospel comes to us from the gospel according to John, chapter 20, verses 11 through 18. Mary Magdalene stayed outside the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she bent over into the tomb and saw two angels in white standing there, one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus there, but did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? She thought it was the gardener and said to him, Sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you laid him, and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am going to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and then reported what he had told her. Today's Gospel recounts for us the appearance of Jesus to Mary Magdalene. Now we know that Peter and John had come to the tomb, they had seen the burial clause, and then they went back home. However, Mary stayed behind, weeping. Now there's three things that she does that warrant further consideration. First, we can clearly see Mary's great love for Jesus. Notice that Peter and John had come to the tomb and then just laughed. The resurrected Jesus didn't appear to them, nor did they see the angels. On the other hand, Mary is so consumed with love and so set on seeking out Christ that she thinks very little of speaking with the angels, since they aren't the one whom she seeks. Even her short reply to Christ is full of love. Again, she doesn't realize it's Christ, but he asks her, Whom are you looking for? And Mary replies, Sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you laid him, and I will take him. In her love, and in her overwhelming sense of loss, she doesn't even mention Jesus' name. She doesn't say, Sir, if you carry Jesus away, no, just him. And likewise, that last phrase, I will take him. That's a very difficult, if not impossible, task. Yet, how can she say that? Well, can she, she can say it because of her great love. Her love is the sort that banishes the hardest burdens and thinks the heaviest burden light. We can ask ourselves, does our love for Christ keep us seeking Him, even in the midst of difficulties and challenges? Do we allow ourselves to be satisfied by mediocrity or by mere human pleasures and delights instead of seeking Christ, as Mary did? Are we willing to undertake great tasks for Christ because of our love for him? Second, consider the name that Mary calls Jesus, Rabboni. Jesus, as the Good Shepherd, calls all of his sheep by name. But Mary calls him my teacher or my master. That name, Rabboni, was a title of respect that would become the highest title of honor for a rabbi. 
we can think that she's almost asking for an explanation of how Christ is alive. How how has this miracle come to pass? This was a miracle of a different order than all the other resurrections she had seen, and she wanted to be taught by it. As for us, do we approach Christ the teacher, asking to be taught by him? Are we willing to learn lessons from him, even if they come in the form of challenges and sufferings? Thirdly, we have Christ's command to Mary, stop holding on to me. Since the sentence is a command, we can infer that probably Mary had grabbed Jesus' feet, which is only natural. I mean, after she had lost him, she wanted to hold on to him. Although scholars offer different interpretations of why Christ says this, two of the most plausible seem to be that first, she must let go because she has a task. She's got a job to do. She can't stay worshiping Christ because she needs to go and announce the good news to the disciples. But second, and in a more spiritual sense, Christ means that Mary shouldn't touch him physically so as to keep her faith. As one church father writes, what can touching be but believing? We touch Christ by faith, and it's better not to touch him with the hand and to touch him with faith than to feel him with the hand and not touch him by faith. And he adds something interesting. He says, it's no big deal to touch Christ. After all, the Jews touched him when they seized him. They touched him when they bound him. They touched him. And by touching him in a bad way, in an evil way, they lost what they touched. Just just you touch by faith, O Catholic Church. Catholic Church, touch by faith. So this, of course, is a question for us. Are, are we content to walk by faith? Or do we see constant signs and wonders in order to believe? With how much faith do we receive the Eucharist? How do we touch Jesus there? So in this Easter season, let's ask the intercession of Mary, cause of our joy, for the grace to imitate Mary Magdalene in her love, in her willingness to be taught, and in her faith. <laughs>